Live from the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains, welcome to the Eggman Radio Addiction. And now stepping up to the microphone, the living radio legend, the Eggman, Ron James. Welcome to the Eggman Radio Addiction interview series. Diane Franklin is an iconic 80s American film actress known for her dark, curly hair and dialects. Beginning her acting career at the age of 10, Diane started with uh, modeling, theater commercials, and soap opera work. She then won the lead role of the dream girl, Karen, in the cult classic, The Last American Virgin. Iconic role. 1982, think about what you were doing. <laughs> as soon after, uh, she played the uh, daughter, Patricia Montelli, in the Amityville 2, The Possession. Her breakout film role was the spirited French exchange student, Monique Janot, from the offbeat comedy, Better Off Dead. And her most notable commercial success was playing the medieval princess babe, Jonah, from the 1980s iconic comedy, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And before I bring Diane Franklin on, I suggest you uh, do a little bit of research online. And while so while we're talking over the next uh, hour plus, uh, you can just kind of reminisce and uh, go back in time. Now, uh, Diane, I have to admit that I did the typical thing, you know, where you go online and you check somebody out. You know, I mean, it's like that's that's, that's what we all do nowadays, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I, I, you know, and then when I saw your face, man, you're talking about like that ding, ding, ding. You know, it was like you're and you must get that because you, 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 you know, that is like your thing, your face and who you are. Wow. That look of yours was the thing that made me go all that all. And then like the flashbacks of the movies and the things that I've seen you in, you know, oh, her, gee, dun, dun, dun. You know, I was like, it was and and specifically. Aww. And no, you, you you had such a unique look. You know, I mean, it's like they, I mean, they couldn't have picked a better look for the uh, last American virgin. You know, <laughs> it was just. Thank you. Yeah, no, um, you know, it's funny when you say this because, um, you know, my what's really fascinating to me is that in my career, people would know, like they'd see me and they'd know me, but if they heard my name, my name was never publicized. I never had a publicist all the time in the 80s. I, hmm. You know, I never, it was like Diane Franklin, which is a very easy name to remember, but I never had a publicist, so people would know my face, but they wouldn't know my name, which was actually, you know, it was done in, intentionally because, you know, when you're an actor, you want to keep working, and so mm. you don't want to be known for just one thing. You want to be known right. In, have different roles but i do think it's fascinating like you said you know like you look at my face you go wait was she in that wait a minute was she in that like Uh that's some of the kind of cool things that have been happening where when people do find out who i am they go oh my gosh i can't believe that's the same person Mm -hmm. as in you know and as in this right (laughs) yeah and it's and it's weird too because you know i have you know actor friends you know that i've met through the years in in the radio business you know and Mm -hmm. and um so many of them are in that exact same spot too. You know, it's like you, you, mm-hmm. you, okay, like you're hanging out with them somewhere, you know, having dinner, and nobody comes up to them and nobody really says anything, you know, but then all of a sudden you get in a certain environment or you're a certain place and then 
you know, it does happen. And it's yeah. and like, um, I know Stephen Bauer, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, the actor. I mean, he had this big role, remember Scarface, you know? I yeah. mean, you know, he, but his career, you know, just kind of never really ever reached that pinnacle again. He was only 21 mm -hmm. years old, I think, or maybe 19 or something like that, you know, with oh, that role, you know? Yeah. So then the rest of your career is kind of like, well, they did this great movie and you're iconic for it, but now you're going to mm -hmm. you're going to work hard the rest of your life as an actor, but you know, you got a decent career. You know, there's so many that people don't understand, the hard working people in acting. You know what I mean that, yeah. you know. Or that people remember you from the movie they happen to see, like, mm. like I mean, I know people like there are people, you know, I mean, today it's so much more boutique than it used to be like not every movie got into the theater then, mm -hmm. and, you know, and and like if you were a horror person, people from horror knew you, but other people didn't. But it was just a little bit, it was just a little different. Now today, like, you know, I've got people who go, well, I, you know, I only know me from Better Off Dead, and that's how they know right. me, and they don't even know my other work, but that's how they see me. And and then you know, other people are like, oh my gosh, I love Last American Virgin, and that's the film for me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, right, because, right, right. Person, who are you? <laughs> so. Um, uh, and I think when you're talking about that, you know, what his experience was, you know, you know, Scarface was such a big film. Yeah. That, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of like my Bill and Ted experience. Where right. The role was very big, but the film is so big. Yeah. And, you know, you can get it. I get recognized from Bill and Ted's or I, I, I have it was the biggest commercial success. Mm. But it nece wasn't necessarily the film that I did, I think. The best right. end, or that I'd most remember. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. So, but yeah, and, and like, and yeah. the Bill, and, and it's funny, like the Bill and Ted thing for you too is really kind of like that. Uh, uh, what's the game? Uh, six degrees of separation, or whatever it is. You know, it's like that yeah. movie really connects you to so many people too because of who you were in that movie with. You know, I mean, it's just like yes. you know, you look yeah. at you know, I mean, it's just like crazy. So you have that too, which also a lot of actors who are in that one big movie. You know, it's like, and then it's like, oh wow, and then they have all this connection throughout and the beautiful thing about the internet is how that yeah. stays alive it used to you know could die out oh, if you didn't keep yourself you. you know on, on you know thank you for saying that because here's the other part of it you could be the biggest star there is and you know everybody knows who you are yeah but in today you know the new generation they have no idea who you are Hmm. And so, you know, like a ten-year-old is not going to know right. who I am. Right. They watch Bill and Ted, and then they'll find me through the old movie. You know, right? But because of the internet, what a what a gift that has been to actors to yeah. be able to keep their careers alive or be remembered. You know, mm -hmm. um, and that people could go back in time and visit, and that or the next generation can see those films. I mean, seriously, like, what a gift! Like people, I mean, I would think actors who are in their eighties. You know, they just must be flipping out because they came from a period where, like, there was the studio films and, you know, the big studios. And yeah. Like, what? That film I haven't seen in billions of years, and now it's on the Internet? Like, right. it must blow their minds. Yeah, yeah it's it's funny, and, and, and it is true, you know, because I'm, I'm like, at my age, too, I mean, because I'm uh, 61, and, mm -hmm. you know, I grew up in radio. I actually, in my first early jobs in radio in high school, I was cutting tape with a razor blade. You know what I mean? To make commercials, yeah. you know, and now, you know, we do it on Adobe Audition and it takes us like three seconds, you know, and, and the different, I mean, literally, we, you know, to make a commercial, you cut the words out by hand, you'd mark the word and then you'd cut it out with a razor blade and tape it to the other piece of tape. And it took you like 
three days to do a 30 second commercial. And you needed the equipment. You needed this. I mean, you need equipment today. But oh, it, man. It was so labor intensive and oh. it was so hard to get it out. And if you didn't have like, OK, again, we were talking about like um, how the Internet is so helpful um, for the entertainment business. And as an mm -hmm. actor, you know, right. I could as an actor, I can make my own reel. I mean, look at sure. the video. Like, I, yeah. I real cut it together, put it out, <clears throat> and people can see what I see or what I can perform. Whereas mm -hmm. before, it's being like, oh, well, you're going to be seen in this film in this particular way just for X amount of seconds or minutes or whatever. And then the audience only sees that, so they don't even see maybe what else you can do. So right, right, it's very right. Empowering. And as a radio person, I mean, I'm sure that, like, you know, you're asked to do maybe something, you know, specific having to do with your voice, but that doesn't, that's not just your range, or maybe you have more personality. And <laughs> right, you put that right. Out. Like, you know, a news voice is different than a, you know, yeah. uh, you know a, a, a cool radio, you know, <laughs> yeah. voice. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting that you even, uh, like, realized, because you said about the equipment part, you know, that mm -hmm. you, you all, you know, you, you because of the, age bracket and where you've been too and even in the movie industry the difference between what it takes to film a movie and a radio show just look at the difference between a hundred thousand watt transmitter with big giant vacuum tubes and an antenna that's got to be 300 feet tall just to get to maybe a hundred miles of land whereas with my laptop and a microphone i can talk to the entire planet for nothing nothing that's the uh, yes incredible well you know i have a my daughter is a, a filmmaker and uh she does comedy she's um has her her, her name is olivia de laurentis and uh oh i uh, saw she that is, um yeah she's on she has on a, a let me say she has a couple of shows um on snapchat uh -huh. one is called um apocalypse goals um and that she did two seasons of and people can watch her there she's 24 and um, she has a comedy partner named Sydney Heller. And then she has another show. Um, oh, God, it's gone. But the memory's gone. Totally gone. But, but anyway, she's on Snapchat. But she's also on TikTok. Mm -hmm. um, if people have TikTok uh, with, under Sid and Olivia. But anyway, she is like, when she was growing up, one of the things that she had as an advantage was she grew up in the time where people had their first home computers. Mm. And because of that, like my generation was like always, always, uh, I was always auditioning for other people. And, you know, I had to go in the, you know, I was living in Long Island, get on the car, drive to the t train station, get on the train, <laughs> drive 45 minutes, right. go to New York, take a subway, go to the audition, stay there for five minutes. Then get back in the subway, get back in the train, take away from it, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> this one audition. And it would take hours to get there. It was, And I was like, my gosh, I started when I was 10. So it was like, oh, my goodness, yeah. how many auditions I went for um, to New York City. She, in this world, started making her own movies at the age of... 11 wow like she was on she was like making uh, she made she got a, her first award for a short film she did when she was 12 and so because she started so young right of uh, making and writing and creating content you know it is no wonder that she's a show maker show right. runner now right she, she has her own shows she knows how to make a show because she had all those years to practice mm. but this was something like i tell kids i tell new you know people who are you know not even just kids but adults like you have the power to make something happen. You need the idea. Right. You need the will. Go after it. And, you know, this just wasn't something that was open to us. Yeah. And, you know, and you know what it's done? It's, it's, uh, I call it the equalizing effect. 
It's made mm -hmm. it the same for everybody, you know, whereas it used to be the only way you were going to get famous is if you had money and you mm -hmm. had the money to get the or best promoters or you know somebody, you know, you and, right, and, and yeah. right, exactly. Now, the every and it's the same in the music industry. Every guy with a laptop and a little studio mixer or whatever. I mean, look at how Justin Bieber got discovered. The YouTube. He was the first YouTube superstar. That... I didn't know that. Yes. You know what? Again, look at that. Right. And because also the other thing, and I have to bring this up because this is for the actors as well as, as musicians. People today need a face with the voice. Oh, yeah. And it used to be where you didn't need the face with the voice. You could just do the voice and, and people would sell albums and it would just be the album cover. And right. Spend hours looking at that one album. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you had. You didn't have Oh, man. But Remember that? Like, I just saw something the, uh, last night. I don't know who uh, the uh, guitar player Joe Bonamassa is. You ever heard of him? Mm -hmm. Vaguely, vaguely. Yeah, he check him out if you like really good blues rock. You know, check him out. Mm -hmm. But he's got a, a YouTube show on. He's a you know pretty big guy. He's getting about ten, fifteen thousand you know views. You know, and he does interviews with other famous you know rock and rollers and whatnot. And they were just they got it. And he got into a conversation last night about album covers and just how cool it was to for the kids that for uh, the people that did get to experience that because our kids they don't know what an album is. They you know they're they're used to looking at the little tiny CD you know and squinting their eyes at it and oh, what's that you know whereas we had albums with posters even remember i mean big yes. posters to hang on your wall and stuff and so you would it was much more of an auditory experience you would play the music mm. you'd spit, look out on your ceiling or your wall you'd look at the picture of the, CD, look <laughs> at the i mean you examined every single thing and you didn't know what the words were you right. could not understand the words and that was okay mm -hmm. you couldn't look them up you know <laughs> Yeah, and I, I mean, I distinctly, you know, that's so true too. You know, it's like you think about the the the, the music experience, and then um, you know, because it's different from the movie experience. Because for many many years, the movie experience was strictly something you did outside of your house. You know, you really did not. You know, I mean, okay, you had the movie of the week or whatever on your, you know, on the networks, but you know, you had to go somewhere to see a movie and and, and music. Why? Because the thing, the content in the movies was somewhat risque or mm. it had either bad language, bad right. know, or, or nudity or some kind of a thing to get you. How do you get someone out of their house? Yeah. To spend money sitting in a in someplace else, popcorn maybe. <laughs> Sex, that's it. Yeah. That is what happened in those now. Now, today you get it on TV, you know, seriously, you get it like HBO or whatever, the, hmm. you know, show it max, whatever. Yeah. You, you did it. So it's changed. So the one thing I do know that that is that did bring people out of the house or was the idea of um, the big special effects to see that on a big screen. Oh, yeah. Because that makes you you feel that. And the sound, the sound drama, and then also um, the sequel idea. Like, hmm. well, you've seen that, so you want to see this, right? Um, but that wasn't even in the eighties when I did movies. I did Amityville Part Two. We, when I did that film, we thought 
no one's going to see this film. Because <laughs> everybody just sees the original. Right. Why would they see a part right. two if there's an original? Does that remember But that then movie? what happens, it becomes a cult classic. See, that's the thing. No. You don't know. No. And, you yeah. know, it's like you're like, you know, hey, you're just doing this for the money or whatever. And the next well, thing you know, yeah. you know, it's a it's a freaking cult classic. And you're like, man, I am glad I did that. You know, yeah, it's. Right. Well, yeah, of course I want to do that. Uh, but no, yeah. it's the, the part two that we're so part two or three like even like that series amityville most people have told me they thought it was the best amityville right and i'm like wow you know, I, I mean my my personal thought was how bizarre in a series uh -huh. of films you know i mean it's the most it's the scariest it's the most provocative yeah it's it's, it's still freaks people out so that you know which i think is says something for sure um but it's definitely um I mean, here I am talking about it again. Yeah. Like after all these years, I have people interviewing me about it. And, <laughs> um, and then I was, and then I did a sequel. I did the Amityville Murders, which is out right now. Right. I played the mom. I played the daughter in Amityville too. For those who don't know, and then now today I did um, Amityville Murders, and it's out on, I think it's uh, Stars, and uh, I play the mom in the same story. I'm, I'm probably the only actress who's ever played the mother and the daughter <laughs> in the same story. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's, that's that is just absolutely wild, you know. And it's like you talk about the, you know, um, like doing one little thing and it becoming, you know, something that keeps you in the business to make money yeah. for a whole lifetime or a career or whatever. Um, I, I interviewed yeah. many years ago Phil Margo. He was uh, in the drummer and the band that uh, what were they called? They wrote the song um, "The Lion Sleeps Tonight," that huge hit that was used to. And the and listen to this. The only line he even wrote was the a wingawap thing. You know where it goes a wingawap a wingawap. That's all he did was add that to the song. And and it's brilliant. And he and built an absolute song. yeah. He built a career really just kind of off of that. You know, Bill. And, and can I just say, that's the other thing. It becomes a hit, and then every single time they perform, they have to play it again. And that is yeah. like, yeah. actors don't have yeah. to do that. Actors did the job, we're done, right. and we move on. But the musician. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. So right. If you're a musician, don't be so eager to have that hit yet. Keep, keep yeah. creating, because once you do have that hit, then that becomes your marker to yeah. a certain extent. I don't know, unless you use a different name. But even, <laughs> but even as an, but an actor has that experience in the sense that uh, don't ever get tired being interviewed about that movie. You know, don't ever. You know what I mean? Right. You know, it's like yeah. you got that one thing that you're thinking, and then all of a sudden you get, you know, hey, I'm not gonna talk about that anymore. It's like, yeah, yeah what's what's that about? You know, I mean, it's like your bread and butter, man. Yeah, and, and also the the idea of thinking that you're. You know, an actor's job is to do their job when they're performing. Right. But it's not their job how to be seen. The audience in the world will choose how you are seen based on their mm. needs. So everybody's performance, like I always find this fascinating, your performance is only as worth, it, it's worth only what the audience feels it is worth. Right. And if it gives them pleasure, uh, they love it in any way, then that's, that's what it is. And so I do find it, you know, you're right. Like you got a, you know, actors who go, don't look at this, but look at this. Right? Yeah. Right. And you know, if you insult someone, you know, a, a film that somebody likes, you're insulting them. Like, yeah. Cool. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. And I, yeah. And I'll tell you a tough one for me, sit down, you know, be grateful, sit down. Right. You know, and I think, and it, yeah, I think now too, a tough one for me has been, you know, when actors get involved in the political scene, 
you know, mm-hmm. and, and then now you're all of a sudden looking at them from a different light. You know, you're going, wait a minute, I love this guy. And then now he's doing this and saying that, you know, that's and no matter what, I know I'm at least half, whether you're a liberal or you're a Republican, yeah. you're going to yeah. piss off half your audience when you start yeah. going political. It's- it's very, I try to stay away from politics. There are times where I go, mm-hmm. oh my God, I got to just say, I just, I'm like, this is overwhelming. I mean, you, the world is like, what? But I really respect everybody's political opinion. I think everybody comes from a place where, you know, it's just the key is to be open-minded Yeah. for everybody. To mm-hmm. be, the key is like, and when I try to like listen to everything and then I kind of go, okay, how do I feel about this? But my job isn't to tell you how to feel politically and right. frankly the more i do tell you what to do then i would be turned off i mean i'd be turned off if somebody said you do this i'm like no right you don't know who i am you don't know my person. right so it's fascinating um but i also feel like if you are politically aware then at least you know what's what you're saying what yeah so, yeah but or maybe you know what you're i understand i do understand people feel like if they're in the public eye that's their chance to say right something and back something so that's okay, but at the same time, again, like, I mean, I think that's good. If you do have, say, you're standing up maybe for a voice that hasn't doesn't have the strength to be heard, mm-hmm. um, but to get in a political argument, <laughs> um, it, it, it does take away from your persona as an entertainer. Yeah. Like, now you're having a new identity. Right. And, well, I have to, I, I live, I mean, I literally live that for the last 10 years of my radio career because I do a international reggae show. And mm-hmm. which is like total, you know, left wing Jamaican, you know, I mean, it's a very liberal thing to be involved in that, you know, right. But my other show is, you know, the radio addiction, which is about conservative, my personal point of view, I'm somewhat conservative, but, you know, point of view on my politics. And I, I take, right. I take, you know, stories so you that are to topical. Best of both worlds, then. Yeah. To well, or the worst of both worlds. <laughs> and you don't expect your audience, you don't expect everybody to pick us to to be one right i have to say even like with my films you know i don't expect everybody to like everything i've done Mm. but i will bring it out and you can go crazy when it hits you and it's your thing right yes and that's what the the beauty of the internet is is that everyone can be connected to what connects to them Uh ah so yeah no I, i back that I'm curious some some background stuff on um, your parents, who they were, and what kind of stuff they were into, and well, you know, growing up and stuff. You know, it's like I'm real curious about that with you. Cool. Well, um, uh, by the way, just letting people know that I do have a book, and it's online. If you look up Diane Franklin Books, um, it's called the, Don't Look Up the Title; you'll never remember it. But it's called <laughs> The Excellent Adventures of the Last American French Exchange Babe of the Eighties. Right. <laughs> so that's just a side. Um, but um, I, my parents were German immigrants. They came, uh, German and Austrian. Okay. And they came, uh, you know, during the war, and they lived in, um, they moved to Long Island. Which right. Which is phenomenal because mm-hmm. that's a very Jewish community. My oh, yeah. My dad was Jewish, and uh, my mom was Protestant. And so I was raised with being actually very tolerant. And we celebrated mm-hmm. Hanukkah, and we celebrated Christmas. We celebrated... You know, um, and so I, I was raised very um, open, you right? Know, like just right. and to, I guess you know, just be tolerant. I know that that was like a really important part of, um, you know, just mm-hmm. you know my childhood. But they were more, you know, old fashioned. And the other thing too is my parents were. Um, they had me when I my mom had me when she was forty. So my uh, 
experience was like I was almost raised like my grandparents. Hmm. Um, so that's my I have a half sister and she actually had a, a her child like four year I had, I was an aunt when I was four. So wow. <laughs> my mom and my sister uh-huh. raised the kids at the same time. So uh, it's fascinating for me, you know, coming in. I really, I was the first born. My sister wasn't even born here. I mm-hmm. was the first American born here. So I was raised always feeling like, wow, I'm in America and I want to take advantage of mm-hmm. being in America. And so I was like first generation. Right. And that way of thinking I, I discovered is very specific and very unusual because a lot of people, if you've been here and your family's from here, and you kind of have a feeling of, I don't know. Just it's 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 you. When you're coming as an immigrant, you're very grateful, and you really see opportunity. And if you're if you're from here, maybe you know grandparent to grandparent, you may be like, well, of co- I deserve this. You know, I just, this is natural. I, of course, I live right. here and everything. You know, I deserve it. Sense you know, of entitlement. Right. Entitlement. Right. Yep. And I think that's a, a big part of the new generation. Of oh kids man. That, you know, there's a sense of entitlement, like. Well, what do you mean I can't go out now? Right. I wear a mask. Like, what do you talk? So, what do you mean I have to get a job? Don't you take yeah, care of me? I mean, aren't you supposed to pay for everything? Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, what do you mean I have to? You know, I owe money in debt. Like, what? Like, I have to pay money for car insurance? No, like, or college payment? No. So, um, to a certain extent, you know, like it's like as an adult, they get the rude awakening. Whereas when I was a kid, I was raised with. Don't ever take anything for granted. Like, I mean, and it wasn't a punishment thing. It was just like, you just can't assume that things are going to go your way. You have to work for it. So I was brought up with a really strong work ethic and a grateful ethic. So I'm really, right. I'm, and it's funny because I'm not particular, I'm not like religious, <laughs> but I do believe in being, um, and I, well, I think religious ideas, like be right. grateful, be humble, or, you know, help <laughs> others, consider right. how other people feel, blah, blah, you know, so it's, it's a fascinating thing, I think, uh, I just operate that way. I got to tell you, Diane, you hit me right. I mean, I'm ex- the exact same way. Um, as far as, yeah, how you just described how you feel about your religion, I'm actually kind of a lame version of a practicing Buddhist, mostly just like, you know, the meditation mm-hmm. part of it, you know, because, yeah, because I don't like some of it and I do the same thing. And I'm also born, um, you know, I raised Baptist and married to a Jewish girl for 30 years. So I also can relate to you from that, you know, from all encompassing, hey, you know, and, and then also now, and then the weird thing is, is, is also being probably considered a conservative Republican mm-hmm. since maybe after high school, but mm-hmm. people automatically assume to, to be that too. I made that change pretty early. Yeah, it was like because I had a class in political science and I had this amazing teacher in high school. And right, right. It just changed me. Yeah. Yeah. It just changed me. You know, it was like, yeah, I think it was mm-hmm. political science and sex education. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but, but, but what, what, it, what? We're not even going to go there. That's another interview. <laughs> so, you see, yeah, it's like when you, but when you think about it, I mean, it's like you go back and you look. It's like, wow, you know, where you're at in, is, is I think there's this pragmatic center that we are that's missing that you never get to see on TV. You either got Fox News yelling at you on this or you got MSNBC yelling at you over here. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Where are all the real people that I know? 
Yeah, we're all those people that I am in contact with every single day. You know, when I go down the street and I'm hanging out with my Latino and black friends, you know what I mean? Why, who, you know, what, are the, where these people live is really what it's like. And I don't get it that, you know, as far as that. I think we're being fed something by the media that's just not true, you know? And it's like, and it just... Well, well, that's the other thing, too. And that is, I mean, I don't know if you felt this, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure audience listeners will be thinking this as well. Like, you just, you you just can't trust the media. You can't. Right. It is just, too, you, you will hear anything and everything. You, you <laughs> right. want to hear and you don't want to hear. <clears throat> and, you know, um, I, did, I did discover something which I do think is interesting politically, and that is there are people that vote, that are voting, they're voting for what they believe. Uh, there, there are people who are voting for, let's say, who the president <coughs> will be, who, okay? Right. And then there are people who are voting for what the president stands for. Right. And I think that's very different ways of hmm. looking at the same person. And it's almost like, hmm. you know, I, I think it's, it's again, how we, are, how we perceive things. Yeah. So it's like you look at a girl and a guy, parents look at the the girl and go, "Oh my God, what are you doing with her? She's she's you know terrible, trampy." And, she's like, <laughs> and the guy looks at her and says, "But I'm in love," you know? Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 right. Same person, but it's weird, different perspective. Well, that's kind of emotion over practicality, you know. I mean, yeah. it's just like it's a yeah, yeah. and and, and so, <clears throat> you know that's that is interesting, and you know, and the political scene too. You know, it's like. Um, it's weird when you actually know something about somebody like the Trumps, you know, because I actually, you know, mm -hmm. know the family a little bit, you know, from down in Palm Beach through the years. And and wow. there's stuff that I know that people I see the media saying that's not true. They're not like that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say what it is. I'm just going to say, wait a minute. Yeah, it's like, what What are they? And then it makes you go out. Well, I mean, I personally know that that's not true, you know, and it's like, yeah. And it's based on your person. That's another thing. Like, again, you know, um, here we go. This is like it's us versus them. That kind of thinking, and that's a very American type of thinking hmm. that we we've had. And you probably realize this with the Buddhist thing too. Is in America, one of the past things that's been a very big part of our culture is good guy, bad guy. Hmm. And yeah. you are a good guy or you're a bad guy. <clears throat> we've done that in movies for so long time. <laughs> right. And at a certain point, people went, wait a minute. Maybe the bad guy has some good in him, or maybe the good guy has some bad in him. Right. So the script started changing a lot. You started seeing with that with the superheroes, where maybe a superhero was dark, but now we found, or he was, he was dark, but we found out his past, and then we go, oh, right. okay, well, you don't understand. So yeah. I feel like this is how we perceive people as well, and I, I really believe, like you were talking about that Buddhist thing, where it comes back at you. Honestly, we're everything. We're good and bad. We're the we're the yin and yang. We're the mm -hmm. circle. For we are, you know. And we talk about politics too. It's like, mm. you know, everybody's got their dark side. Everyone's got their light side. And, you know, it's just a question of when are you showing it? What are you doing with it? Where is it affecting, you know, the people? So, um, I, I just I think you know you have a good point in that. You know, like you you know you know the president from your perspective. You see what the truth is in that. Um, and then, you know, you're taking your grain and salt. You're going, okay, well, I'm just not going to believe that part of the media. It's not, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, so, you know, I just, but I do think it's important to be 
within that. And I see what you're saying, too. You're saying that that's pretty good um, um, kind of a, a critique of my thought process, what you just said. Mm -hmm. You're saying that kind of like, OK, you have your personal bias almost because you know somebody as well. You know, so it's like I get that. I see what you're saying. <clears throat> you're like, oh, go one the other way too far because, oh, wait a minute. You know, just because you maybe know that doesn't mean he doesn't beat his wife. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's like, <clears throat> yeah, I, I see exactly what you're saying. That's pretty cool. You know, and, and people are people like, OK, no matter what position, Putin is a person. And, right. You know, uh, whatever. All like all these are real people. And we we put them on a pedestal. Right. And uh, we we. And they're people. So, like, it, it, you know, the question is, you know, is how, but where are they when they're doing their job? You know, that's important. Right. And, so and, and this thing about Putin is a great thing because, you know, Vladimir Putin's the perfect example of that guy in your life that mm -hmm. you know he's a bad guy, but you got to keep him on your side. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like, oh, it's, right. what is you, know, thing? you know, if you have an enemy, Keep your friends yeah, yeah, right. <clears throat> right, exactly. And so it's like people criticize Trump, Trump for being like, you know, cool with him and whatnot. But yet Trump is just doing what real estate guys do. You know, you keep the guys like him in a certain spot. You keep them happy. You suck up to him. You tell him he's great. You know, and you watch and you watch, and you watch right. because you don't know. No, and then you don't want to, um, you know, if you make somebody an enemy, then that is <clears throat> that's it. Like, you know, right. there, there's, there's the black and white again. Um, yeah, it's very, it's, it's that, it's a very interesting, black and white's very difficult, you know, it's, it's hard. And I, I think it's fascinating. I mean, you know, relationships are, um, it's easy to judge them from afar. Right. But the minute we all know a little bit more, then we go, oh, okay. Um, and that doesn't condone, look, I mean, is an example like you know let's talk about weinstein i mean weinstein oh geez from afar i mean i don't know it's fascinating you know to me like i look at weinstein <laughs> and go oh my god how did i not wind up ever meeting him like right but like how did that happen because you know maybe i just look too young and like thank goodness whatever but maybe I, you maybe maybe you needed to have met epstein instead right to get away from this but maybe it was my new york savvy that i was like no stop it i don't do this wrong you know like i was i think sometimes people can tell if you're in that, like you're open to that, or right, no, right, I'm, right, I'm back east. No way, it's not happening. Um, but fascinating. Like here's a person. You know, people put him on the pedestal for so long. Right. Weinstein is, is he runs Hollywood, and you know these actresses. It was so difficult. I mean, they want to work. They don't want their lives to be ruined in the business, and they would be absolutely pure. And 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 and, and, yeah. and what and and you know you're. I mean. Gosh darn, you know, just say, how about, a woman. Yeah. and how about no and, and the Epstein situation? You know, it's like oh, you God. hear, you hear all this stuff, you know, mm -hmm. about this case. But the reality is, is that, like you said, how many 15 year old girls are out there starving, you know, yeah. and then they meet a guy like this who says, you know, I can get you educated. I can get you in the right college. I can make your modeling career go through the roof. All you got to do is give me a back rub, you know, and it's you know, very, and, and very yeah. And, you know, the world, it, it, don't get me wrong, the world, just because Epstein is gone doesn't mean that it ends. No, it God, no. We have to bring it up because it's, yeah. part of the, it's, it's, you know, it is the thing where the, the silence is such a right. problem. And, but again, you're a g young girl like that. I mean, look, I'm going to, I talked about this too, my, um, 
I mean, and I love this because you said political science. I had a political science teacher when I was in college, my first year, um, he came on to me and came on to me bad. Like I was terrified. Like I didn't know what I was going to do. He would come in for like an assignment thing. And then he, he like tried <laughs> to do something. Noni, noni. Okay. Right. And I was like, no. So when this happened, I mean, I would have expected that more in the entertainment business, not in college. Right, 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 right. In college, right. I was like, freshman. I was like, so what happens to me? I sit there in that situation and I say, well, I want to report it. And then I'm going, who is going to believe me? I am a freshman in college. I am an actress. Right. No one's going to believe me to this teacher who's coming in with all these years of experience and is a political science teacher. Like, there's no way. And I... Just, I just didn't say anything. I was ter- I was terrified, and that's the problem. The problem is I didn't feel like I had any backing. I didn't. <laughs> I would have yeah. been made to look like, well, you're an actress, and what did you do? And it's so funny. Actresses who are professional, like, I'm sorry, but we don't we don't put it out when it's not, you know, it, it's not in a scene. Okay, if it's in a scene, that's a different story. Yeah, but not, it's not how you get a job. Right, uh, if you're certainly professional. And so, what Ooh, happened man. was um, years later, I found out from other girls in the college that he did this to everybody mm-hmm. he came on to every girl and but in like you know bad way and i thought wow i i wish that i had had the experience that kids do girls do today where it's all out in the open and we can use this yeah. as a paper trail of injustice but, yeah it's and it's you know and I've, I've been part of raising you know four girls so it's like oh my goodness so and it's and it <laughs> yeah they? They oh man um geez i guess the oldest like 37 uh oh. all the way down to my own youngest is 20 so okay okay um, but i was just thinking you're in a house of hormones so okay. <laughs> no 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 thank god i'm in the house of me <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and and my wife but it's, like i said we're uh no we have a good life uh <laughs> not that kids make your life bad you understand um yes. No, but it, but that I've always been criticized by people because of what I've said and how I've raised some of my girls. But here's the end result. They're all good, okay, because the honesty factor of telling them what the real deal is. I don't think girls mm-hmm. get that. I think, and especially now, with because men are so afraid to have any kind of intimacy and any kind of real contact with with after their, right <laughs> just after after anything after this whole after this whole last 20 years of what's happened kind of with um all the crazy you know young sex stories you know and yeah. and and how many men have been prosecuted you know for you know molestation and whatnot i think it's gone the other direction where it's just like whoa 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 <laughs> i don't even like these girls are like three do not even bring them to my house anymore you know i mean it's just right. like no, it, I, it, I understand and it's yeah, like no. you can't you know it's like th- that is very difficult and that that raising a girl she needs to you know know you know, yep. what that all feels like, you know what I mean? The proper way, you know what I mean? How yes, to, yes, yes, you know, yes, yes. what a real man really is. Yes. Well, that's where the parents come in that need to educate your children. You need, don't wait for them to hear it in the street or hear it in the yeah. media. You need to care enough to talk to your kids right. about sex, about love. Um, it doesn't, um, and believe me, when they, you know, when they have their own experiences, Mm-hmm. You won't be able to tell them anything anyway. Too, <laughs> right? Have to 
experience life, right? Life is an experience. You can't protect <laughs> kids from living and, and the pain, but they will learn. But the key is that you definitely give them a heads up. Um, if you ask, let me tell you something. If you ask any of my girls, if you ask any mm -hmm. of my girls what the most thing that they remember me teaching them, right? They're going to say, uh, I used to say, every guy just wants to get in your pants. <laughs> that's, that's it. I mean, right, if you just know that one thing right there, and every time you get in a situation out there and you remember me saying that, okay? <laughs> yeah, you're going to be in a better position. And it is. I mean, it's like, and that's the thing that doesn't get said. You know, it's like that. The, the reality is I don't care who it is, okay? I don't, yeah. I mean, every single male, okay? Mm -hmm. It's just science. It's biology. Right. It's what it is, you yeah. know? And it's like, and to put it out there that way, it, it, and now they're, like you said, they're getting it from their friends who, you know, are getting it from, you know, there's just no real, um, and they get it so young now too. It's like most of the time, it's like, it's not even able to, we, we can't even comprehend, you know, what well, the kids know, know today. Back to the movies. This is why movies... Uh, have been educating kids for right. you know ever since they've made movies. I mean, I I have to say like when I uh, talk about Last American Virgin that film, um, I always ask people who watch. I say, how, how old are you when you watch it? And they're like twelve. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you are not supposed to watch that until you're right, after like right. or seventeen, right? And right. But they learned something and then they went, oh wow, I'm not going to do that or I'm going to do this or you know. So. How how old were you when you made that? How old were you when you made American uh, Last American? Whoa, nineteen. So you really were playing a part, almost, man. God. Well, that's the, the thing about that's the thing about the eighties. Okay, so here's what happened: the eighties was the first time real teens played teens in movies. Before right. Before that, it was more like the thirty-year-old played the teen. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 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 I'm going to high school. You know. Uh, so that was the, the precursor <laughs> to what I came on. But Last of the Convergent was the beginning of all those teen films. Right. Before John Hughes, wow. all of it started with The Last of the Convergent where kids, the storylines were focused on kids, kids playing kids. And so teenagers loved watching them. They would go into the movie theater because they got to see themselves in these situations and what would that person do. And it was the first time in history where that was happening. I mean, Lawrence Monison in Last American Virgin was actually 17 wow. when he did the movie, which we didn't know. We all thought he was 18. <laughs> but he said, oh, yeah, I'm 18. And we're like, what? So, um, <laughs> so even he was like... Um, That's almost but, like the, the Samantha Fox story, the or whatever her name is, the... Uh, porn star that was like really 16 when everybody thought she was like 21 or whatever she made all those movies you know see and you're like whoa how did that even happen yeah um you know to me you know this is one of the parts of the entertainment business is usually um which is why there are unions and why there's strict rules in it mm -hmm. essentially because they will usually take someone older playing younger because yes the content is more mature you know they yeah. want a little kid having to experience you know, something right. that they feel uncomfortable right, with. Right, right, right. So there is a, the, the thing about the legitimate entertainment business is that they will do that. Um, right. Of course, you know, the internet now is a whole different world, you know? So yeah. there's no rules in the internet. You know, the And, and great, great example of what you're talking about is uh, Brooke Shields. You know, i.e. Oh, her acting um, career 
you know, and where it went from as a little, little girl, you know, what, 10 years old or something like that, major role, you know, and, 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 and something that totally sexualized her and she didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, it's, and I'm going to tell you, I actually did modeling with Brooke. I met her before mm-hmm. she had done, she had just done Pretty Baby, the movie Pretty Baby, and she, uh, but wow, the, the things about, and then we you know, did modeling and then she her career grew from there. The thing about her career, which is, and I'm glad you brought her up because she was an actress who, for me, well, first of all, she made dark eyebrows popular, which is when they started looking at, they literally, Brooke Shields came out and then yeah. all the cast goes, who has dark eyebrows? Right. Lori Loughlin, Elizabeth Shue, you know, we all, uh, Demi, Demi Moore, we all got the opportunity <laughs> to be, to get jobs because she paved the way right. with those beautiful eyebrows. Thank you, Brooke. So, um, but also she changed what was allowed in film to be, um, uh, pretty and feminine right. before Brooke Shields a kid in the movies was Christy McNichol or Tatum O'Neill it was a tomboy girl and oh yeah as a young girl like as a younger you'd look up but you'd go that's not me I'm mm-hmm. more feminine I'm like I'm I'm you know maybe a the pretty girl but like you know I'm not <laughs> masculine and so like you so that's why it was so um, I think it really made a big impact right. with her being in Pretty Baby because that opened the doors for then my generation in the 80s. <clears throat> you got even the, a, a spread of also ethnicity coming out of that. My dark curly hair was <laughs> the first hair in Less American Virgin. And I wrote a, my second book about that um, that opened up the ethnicity for um, culture, American culture. You know, suddenly curly hair became identified as an 80s look in mm-hmm. American culture. Where it was not, it was Farrah Fawcett, the flip, um, you know, the flipping hair, and, and I remember somebody even said the guys had flipped, uh-huh. you know, the flipped hair the in the in the seventies, but in the eighties, you know, the guys had curly hair, the girls had curly hair. It was a style. <laughs> yeah, right? remember that? Oh she yeah, was getting perm, and I was like, oh, are you kidding me? That I I couldn't get a a, a job. I just straightened my hair all through the seventies hmm. to get work. So it's. American culture and hmm. and uh, cinema and music is is closely related, um, and I don't. But I don't think I think one affects the other. That's so fascinating. That is just fascinating yeah. stuff. I mean, from your perspective, you know, it's like you know, especially mm-hmm. knowing Brooke. I actually met Brooke once at an airport for like fifteen minutes. Nice as wow. can be. She was just a sweetheart to people around her, and you know, She's I'm girl. yeah. I mean, it's like in people. Like I said, that's another one thing people just have such a misconception about. You know, it's like how many, you know, people in the in the business of acting. You know, it's like a, you know, I haven't met anybody ever in the acting business that wasn't nice. You know, I mean, it's like it's, the professional people are always. Oh, super nice. Absolutely. I can I, I can guarantee because we are we we work, we're hardworking and grateful. Um it's the people that are sort of on the fringe uh-huh. that are not professional. They're the ones that you're gonna find, you know, are not Yes. Cool. Yeah, you're they, desperate. They, <laughs> yeah, you're just yeah. Yeah, they have to you Yeah, know, you don't even understand what it takes to be yeah. at that level. You know, I mean it's like and that's and as I've noticed that too, because in the entertainment business I've worked with some of the, you know, pretty big people and in, in, in promoting 
concerts and shows or whatnot. And, you know, it's like, and you get to know them in a regular way backstage, you know, on a regular basis. And you, and you really go, you just, wow, what this takes is not anything other than just working your ass off. You know, yes. I mean, it's really what it comes down. And every single aspect, you know, um, some of the great people, Julio Iglesias. I mean, I'm, I, I, I had a rare interview with him and got to meet him and stuff. I mean, it's like, it's just, this is like super duper stardom. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. the stars of the stars and it's all about love and hard work and, and dedication. Yeah. And dedication. And, and, you know, I mean, it's just unbelievable. And it's like, and, and it's, it, every time that's what it's about. You know what I mean? It's never what you think it might be about. You know, it's like, it's, yeah. it's just, you know, so it's really amazing. And then what you said too, you know, about, um, the internet, you know, it's like, and going back to that and, and when you, you know, I, the bad part of the internet, you know, it's like the, mm-hmm. the, and, and nowadays the internet judges kind of who you are with kids, you know, and, the, mm-hmm. and, and back in the day, high school decided who you are, oh, <laughs> you, you know, yeah, I that. you know, were you the hottest chicken class or a geek, yeah. you know, I mean, where were you at? I'm, I'm curious. Where were you at in high school? Right? Were oh, you hot? Me? Yeah. Were you hot oh, or were you a geek? Funny. Okay. I have something hilarious to tell you. So. All right. I, I never, I went to a regular high school uh-huh. and I don't know, like, I want to say like there were th- 5,000, I don't know, thousands, right. 5,000, there was a big high school. Would, would high schools have 5,000 kids? Uh, yes, um, that's actually about right. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a lot of kids. So I was, I, I was acting during that time, but I kept it very quiet. Nobody, like very few people, like, like I did not talk about my auditions or right. acting because right. I don't want kids to get jealous or like think, you know, not, like <laughs> right. whatever, you know, people get crazy. Right. So, um, there were two things that happened actually. One was, um, I never, I didn't know, I didn't think I was popular. I, I did get vote, voted most likely to succeed in high school, which <laughs> was in high school, which I thought was that kind of cool, you know, which right. I didn't necessarily think, but whatever, but it was probably because I really was always going after what I wanted. Um, but, and I was in the school plays and that kind of thing, but I couldn't join a sports team. I, lo- I loved running, but I, I couldn't join because uh, of my acting. Um, two things happened. One, when I was middle school, um, I'm deaf in one ear. So I'd be on the bus and like these girls were talking to me and they knew I was like acting, I guess, or sort of modeling, whatever. And they were talking to me and I, you know, I didn't say anything, but I'm like, you know, they're trying to talk to me. I didn't hear them. And so afterwards, they were like, oh, well, that, that you know, Diane Sitches, you know, she doesn't, um, she's like, you know, snotty. She doesn't talk to you. She doesn't answer. <laughs> but I didn't hear them. <laughs> right. It was so sad because when I'm like in a room, like or in a bus, it's like, like there's too much sound. If you're my, you can be right next to me and I will not hear you. So that was like the first time I went, oh, sad. Like people thought that I was really like a bitch. And you know right? what? That And that's weird too, because I actually have experience with that. My brother, my older brother is deaf in one ear. And all my whole life, I had to learn which side to be with him, you know what I mean? Yep. So that it was beneficial to him when we were hanging out, you know, it's right. like, and, and right. so I totally get that, you know, I mean, it's like, yeah, you, he sometimes doesn't hear me at all on one side. He plays drums and we actually jam and, oh, you know, you know, we, wow. we, and, and yeah, I mean, it's like, you have to make concessions for that. So yeah, that's right. so and true. So, well, see, and so if you don't know that something so about they, a person, they think you're you stuck know. up, did you just, you think, yeah, oh, they're stuck up. Right, right, you right. Know right. The truth, you know, like what was really going on. So that's another example of 
how we see people politically too. Like we don't know something, but right. we assume something. But anyway, okay. And then the other thing is, um, <laughs> this was so funny. Okay, I I'm actually very proud of this because I thought it was hilarious that there was a kid in high school that it got back to me that said I had the best body in the whole eighth grade. Oh, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> Wow. Now, so apparently he had some experience already with some other girls. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, what is happening? And I was like, oh, that is the nice uh -huh. like In eighth grade, I probably would have like yeah. cringed and hid under a table and just like, no, don't say that. But as an adult, I go, you know what? That was very cool for you to notice, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's pretty interesting. I mean, it's like I said, but yeah, I mean, eighth grade, you know, it's like, I guess when you think back, it's hard to put yourself back in that perspective of being that young, you know, because what things that we did then, you know, I mean, it's like you did them. I mean, it's like so when you see kids nowadays, it's really easy to get on them and say, oh, you shouldn't be thinking about that. You should be doing that. And then when you think back, you know, I was doing the thing, thinking the exact same thing. So it's like, you know, let's be fair here. So, yeah, no, OK. We and, Everybody was there. We all learned. Right. You know, so basically, you just pulled a Joe Biden on me. You dodged a question. After all of that, okay, oh. <laughs> geek or hot? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I just have to say hot. Okay. All right. That's good, man. Confidence. I have to say. Uh huh. Yeah, because that geek thing is hard to cross over to, man. You got to be pretty homely to get there. You know, it's like God dang. Yeah. I mean, it's like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. I guess it, I don't know, you know, it's just, I mean, I was more, there were other girls that I used to think, oh my God, they are stunning. Right. But I think every pretty, you know, any girl who's somewhat pretty will mm -hmm. have another girl and go, oh, she's prettier. Right. It's the internet, you know, the internet makes you do that all the time. Yeah, and I think you it. Love, you know, you got to love, it's like, I would say, you know, it's like there are two lawns. There's your lawn and the neighbor's lawn. If you're so busy watching what the neighbor's lawn is like, your lawn <laughs> is going to deteriorate. You got you know, after everything you've been through, would you recommend acting to uh, young people now? Yes. And I, and I have to say, um, yes, but you better be prepared. You better be prepared. And even with my own daughter who does acting and uh, producing and stuff, one of the, one of the things I actually tried to make sure is that she not only had, you know, she was a hard worker, that she was ready to take the pressure and the stress right. and teach you how to do that, but also um, to teach her, not just to assume, deal with it, right? But to teach mm -hmm. her to deal with it and also to give her some tools to do it, but also deal with people. And so she did a lot of improv work and, and that was really, really helpful for her. Um, and it's helped her, I think it's good for anybody to do work in improvisation because it certainly helped the president. So, <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, improv is very good to learn. You know, there's yeah. to it and learning how to deal with people. So, um, you and know, it is true. It's like it, you know, and it's true. The, anything, anything impromptu that you, that somebody learns. Mm -hmm. It's it, okay. You might not be able to use it for the first career of your choice, but you're always yeah. going to be able to use that, you know, any kind of entertainment because life is entertainment, really. When well, you come you to, meet even if yeah, you're on a date, sure, you know, improv there. Like, I mean, seriously, you know, improv isn't make believe, it's going with the flow, it's, it's lack of resistance, it's, sure, it's not, you know, fighting something, and it's 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 creating your it open and honestly, if you're a stuck person, people don't want to engage with you because. It's, mm -hmm. There's no flow, 
But if you're, you know, you can have your opinions. That doesn't mean you can't have opinions. It just right. means can you listen to other ones and can you go back and forth? Can right. you be fluent? So this is a very important part of understanding human nature. Right. You know, just being, you know. And if you are correct in what you want, then you shouldn't be defensive about it anyway in the first place because you are you you know what you feel. So anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we could we could go on for a long time. We we barely covered anything about your career or anything about oh. uh, yeah much is going on, you know. But we just we you know what about let's let's do that. Let's get in uh, what you're promoting, uh, what you need to promote. You got to have something going on, right? Yes, I always have something. Well, okay, so I, <laughs> the audience <laughs> to know, um, I don't know if the audience knows, I did a movie called Better Off Dead. Oh, yeah. And it was with Jean Cusack um, uh-huh. in 1985. Love and John Cusack. I'm book about Better Off Dead right now. It's, uh, it's going to be just wonderful. And so if you like the film or if you haven't seen the film, go see it. Um, and I, my this book I hopefully will be out. It'll be my third book. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be just a tribute to the film. And I have great interviews with uh, cast members and um, just it'll take you down memory lane. Yeah. And I got to tell you, now that I've talked to you, I'm definitely going to read your other books because, uh, you know, you just don't know sometimes, you know, it's like you see a book come down the line, you know, it's like, you, yeah. you, you know, is this person interesting enough? For me to read their book basically oh, is what it comes down to you know okay cool no i can already tell we have so much in common it's ridiculous i mean it's like as far as you know background and um childhood and whatnot you know it's like yeah, it, it, it's you will love it because it, it'll it'll you know i'm very um i'm very honest um but i'm also very uh like i i just have good energy and like i put like in my books they're really fun like you will read it and you'll learn things but you'll also uh, you'll come away with something good awesome and, you know and i think that's really the point of, of writing uh, uh, yeah in my life has been hunky-dory there's things that have happened that i'm like well okay that happened. <laughs> but i don't let it stop me i just keep going and uh i i struggle daily yeah. just to post you know my shows for the day you know that you know I, I try to come up with an outline I'm, I'm my my I'm terrible at it I mean it's just like the most biggest struggle of my life is to put that up there. I can talk for hours I can just sit here and open the mic but to put it down on paper oh man I what a difference it is and it just well, you know you maybe you have to change what you maybe there's too much and paper that you are demanding of yourself. Hmm. Like maybe you need to make it more fun of what you write as opposed to getting into a place of it has to be, it has to fit this box. Because right. that would be pain. That is painful. It's painful. You do it as a child. You do it in high school, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to a certain extent in college. But you, but ultimately, you're the ruler of your own world. Yeah, you know what so, I can't, what I, you know what it is? I cannot do Hemingway. That's just all there is to it. You know, because I, I love, I read him, I read, you know, literature like that, and I love it. Mm-hmm. It was like, how do these people do that? How do they express emotion through words? You know, and it's like, and I just yeah. can't do that. I mean, it's just, maybe it's because I, I express my emotion through my speech, but mm-hmm. it's, but it, man, it is just, yeah, exactly. And it's like, and I guess the same with acting. One thing, the difference between like acting and then actually writing, you know, a script, yeah. you know? Writing is, uh, you know, uh, when I write, like, there's, you know, I take passes through my book. And like, so first I'll write everything. It'll be like, blah. like, I'll just write anything that comes to my mind just out. And then um, I, then I reread and I see, did this express, if I was a stranger, did this express what I was really trying to do? <laughs> You're right. Like, oh, this just makes absolutely no sense. It's all <laughs> 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 oh, oh, I guess I have to use a word that makes it. 
you know, that's a very boring word. Let's use it. So, oh, um, man. Yeah, no, it takes a while, <clears> and, uh, but I'm coming out with books. And I also have four films coming out, okay? So I would never, ever have, you know, dreamed in my life that I'd be working now, but I actually have hmm. um, a comedy called... Now, why are you saying that? you saying it because of age? Just like age discrimination or whatever? Many I mean... things. Um, age discrimination, for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, just the idea that people would remember me enough to right. want to hire me to put me in things. Right, you know? right, right. Um, there's so many actresses who want to work right now, <laughs> and... You know, also that the roles are th smaller. You know, you play a mom or a dad or like a. Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like you're the. <clears throat> you, I was a teen. I was the main storyline. Now it's like, oh, here's a token mom. And could be too, and, and and you know what? It could be yeah. too. I was just thinking about this. You know, it's like an actress like you at your level of fame might be better off in your later years because you weren't so stereotyped as mm -hmm. so and so little girl in TV show. You know what I mean? It, uh -huh. it, you know, it's like yeah. you have a wider range of things you can play now. You know, it's like. And, and have that left, you know, you know what I mean? They're not, it's, it's, you know, it's like putting Brooke Shields in something, you know? I mean, right. <laughs> oh, well, it's very fun. I have, I played, and what attracts me to work is the roles. So I have, I, whereas maybe people who do, if they're an A-level actor, I was very close to being an A-level. I was, you'll oh, yeah, you sure were. No, I mean, I, what I know of you, you are definitely there. You're at that yeah. that level. Like I said, when I first saw your face, when I typed it in, I was like, I dropped to the floor. I was just like, wow, this chick, you know, I'm just yeah. like. We're a big Dallas I was fan. really, yeah. And it's so, it, it's fascinating. The, when you look at my work, people, when you read my books and stuff, you'll go, oh, wow. Awesome. Like, Wow. Um, so, but anyway, th through a series of uh, experiences, now I have, um, I'm in these films. I'm in a movie called um, Hot, High Holiday. I have a, uh, that's with uh, Tom Arnold and Jennifer Tilly and uh, Cloris Leachman. And I have a small part in that, but I. Cloris Leachman. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know she's still around. <laughs> wow. I did not know that. I, mean, I was like, I, I was like thinking. You know, that she's one of those names you might go, man, she must be gone by now, dead. Jeez. Young Frankenstein. Young, she was in that, oh my gosh, amazing. Wow, so, what a name. Jeez. The, she was also Mary, I guess, uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show she was in, I think. Oh, yes. Um, Emmy, and then, so that, and then I was also, um, there's a film called Waking Nightmare. I'm waiting for that. That will come out next year, but mm -hmm. that role, I have a big role, and in, in a way you've never seen me before. Really? So, very excited about that film. That is like a, horror film basically it's about right. my daughter who's a girl her name is Shelley Regner mm -hmm. she was one of the uh, actresses in Pitch Perfect and right oh yeah she uh, plays my daughter and basically what it is she commits murders in her sleep <laughs> right? I guess I shouldn't laugh at that but, uh... yeah, but you know, it's a good premise <laughs> okay oh, and you know who's in the movie with me is um, Jamison Newlander who was in Lost Boys with Alex Winters okay and um, yeah, some uh, and then there's an oh my god, David Naughton, David Naughton, very Naughton. He was an American Werewolf. Okay. I think it's David Naughton. He he's also in the in that film. But anyway, so that's supposed to come out, Waking Nightmare. And then I have another film. Oh, I just did a film called uh, a small poly film. But I this is my token film. I had to do this. Play zombies. Hmm. Great. You have to see a movie called Clay do you, Zombies. Uh, do you get to actually play a part of a clay zombie? Um, sadly, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is 
what what I love is like the the idea of doing a, a B movie with clay zombies. I mean, right. I that. So to me, it was my token. <laughs> I have to do a zombie movie, clay zombie. I'm doing it. Um, I love that. I Dude, love you didn't even look to see what the script was. You saw the word zombie, and you're like, I'm on. It's like, that's it. I mean, I'm completely in clay zombies. I'm totally in. I want to see this movie. It's a blob. I have to see. I have right. to be in this movie. I love it. Or what's um, the, uh, the, the 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 tomatoes? Uh, uh, the no, the killer tomatoes or something like that. Oh, the, 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 yes, yes, space. right. Killer tomatoes from outer space. Yes, oh, yeah. You got to see that. Worst movie ever, but you got to see it and be in it. And yeah. yeah. You can't be an actress and not have done a movie like that. What do you? Well, you know that, and that's another thing too. You get you get those cult classics that are just so bad that they end up yes. being just so I good. That. Yeah. I did a movie called Terror Vision, and mm-hmm. I, I love that film. It is such a funny film. Um, Terror Vision. From, uh, who, it, with a monster, it's just a real life monster. We had an actual <laughs> monster, not CGI, because right. it's the eighties. Right. So um, so much fun. Um, but then I did a movie, and this is – I did a secret project. I can't talk about it. It's going to be really big. Oh. And I am so excited. It's going to come out next year. So that's – Is it – can I ask if it's TV or movie? It's a feature film. Oh. Um, and it is uh, – it's – I will say that it's scary. More of – it's not gory. Right. It's scary. Thriller. It's thriller. It's not really thriller. It's scary. But it's very, very well known, and it's and it's going to be big. So you're having so, like this. So you're having like this nice little career resurgence, aren't you? You know, it's like where you're actually getting some decent work yeah. and uh, making a little money. <laughs> yes, it, exactly. Very little, but big. <laughs> like, don't try. Don't lose it. Don't blink. Um, but no, I I am, and I'm excited because. The goal is, like, I've wanted to always act throughout my whole life. Like, it's one of the reasons why I chose to be an actress. Right. Was that you can do it your whole life, and that's being creative your whole life. So I'm really grateful to be a role model for the next generation to say, right. oh, wow, like, you can act your whole life, and you can get roles as an older woman. Right. And um, so – Bam, you know, yeah, it's that's you know, and I think about I actually um, met uh, Faye Dunaway back when she was like in about 1981. Okay, yeah, and she was exactly what you think she would be. I mean, just hey, darling, you know, it's just like oh my god, you know, yeah, and 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 she had a very long career, you know, and 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 a lot of your great actors did, you know, it's like so it's Mm -hmm. not, you know. It, it can be done, and that's a lot of it. Is is the the, the person willing to put themselves out there? You know what I mean? You, it, you know, it. at an older age, you know, it's like because does the ego too big to get ahead of the love for acting? You know, I would imagine. Well, like, I'm really glad you said that. I mean, she did Mommy Dearest. Oh yeah. And when you think about that. She had to have some kind of a sense of humor or some kind of a, <laughs> you know. To do that, you know? It's yeah, it's it is. Cat it's yeah. off the chain. Yeah, it's just like hard to even watch to me still now. That that yeah. mommy dearest is hard for me to watch. Her acting is so intense in that that it's disturbing. <laughs> you know? Disturbing. And, yeah. Um, you know the one who played her assistant was Ratanya Alda, and she played my mom in Abbeville. Oh man! Do so you yeah. got like there we go back to the uh, what's the uh, the game again? Six degrees of separation or three? Yeah, three, three. yeah man. Right. Like I said, you could have your own game. <laughs> just with the stuff that you've been involved in, you know? I mean, it's like because you could probably connect about anybody that you've worked with with somebody, you know, that's like, 
that you've worked yeah. with, you know? I mean, it's like, God, that's just amazing, man. But that's like, uh, yeah, and I, I think it's true, though, you know? So what you're saying, it's, it really is a, about, you know, the, the actual love for acting and, you, you know, and just yeah. wanting and, and wanting to work, you know, and say, you know what? And maybe now it's even it could be a little bit easier for you because now you don't have to deal with all the fact that you're hot and you got to deal with directors that, you know, oh, can we do a nude scene and all that crap? Come on, Well, I mean, I don't know about that. I mean, but, but it's like, you know, it's like, but, but it's yeah, like. Do romantic scene. I'm married, you know. Yeah, now you're mom. Yeah, yeah, it's like now you're mom and you're mad at your husband yeah. for not having sex with you. Right, right. <laughs> Get in our bedroom. Let's make this happen. Right? <laughs> Damn it. Uh, a leading man. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, just, it's, um, it's very, I'm really just very fortunate. Just super fortunate. And um, I just can't wait for people to see the different roles. Because if you've seen yeah. my acting when I was younger, it's like, a, it's trippy. It's really <laughs> yeah, you you got it. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting. Uh, like I said before, I, I talked to you today. I was kind of just looking you up and looking at your, your history and stuff. I was like, wow, what an interesting career, you know? It's like what a um and 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 what I really kept noticing is the people that you work with. I mean, the list is like just amazing, you know. I mean, it's like it's like a who's who, you know. And I, you know, because I started so young as well. Uh, I had the same acting manager as like um, as as Lori Loughlin right. and Elizabeth Shue. We had right. the same management. It was literally maybe ten people on the list of this management. Hmm. What are the chances? And and look how our career we are still, you know, out there. Like that's crazy, you know. At ten years old to be with the same agency right. and I mean to have the same I mean when this stuff happened with Lori, I was like hmm. oh, Whoa! This is crazy. I would never. Ex I mean, I did commercials with Lori, like when we were kids. I did modeling with Lori, <clears throat> and then you know she went off and did the show. And you know everyone takes different directions. And do you to this day? Because you've done you've done so many little spots here and there too. You know, it's like mm -hmm. do you, do you forget any of those? Do any of those ever go untouched? And all of a sudden you go, oh, wow! I actually did a little spot in that, or I did this or that. You know? Oh yeah, like I, I recently discovered. Um, like I did a so funny I did a, a, a extra role in Endless Love. Oh really? And, yeah, and like I have to like I haven't watched the film. I don't even know if you can see me, but like, that's <laughs> one of those things, like I go right. I wonder if I could actually see it if I was in right. that or um and or like some commercials I did. I went back and I found some. Yeah, I'm su I'm supposedly yeah. in a I'm supposedly in an extra at a Miami Vice, and I've never seen it. I have no idea. You know what I mean? It's like. It was like um, um, film. Been fun. Uh, I was just lucky. I worked at an airport where they came and filmed an episode, an air, an airplane hangar scene, and it was like a weekend thing. But it was oh, it was really cool, you know. It was like you know everybody shows up. Don Johnson pulls up. He does his scene. He's gone in like five minutes. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> that's stardom, right? Yeah. Scene, please. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. I'm out of here. Bye, guys. <laughs> Invitation. <laughs> you know, that's that's the thing that's different than you know TV and film. Film, you do a film, you get into it. It's like you're a family with everybody for a month or you know, back in mighty three months, you take to do a film, right? Um, or three minimum, you know. And you you stay with those people and you work on your part, and it, it's like you 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 know just create your character, you live it, you're surrounded by it, then. Um, but TV, 
you're on the show every day. It's a nine to five job. It reminds me of uh-huh. like I did a soap opera. Um, you work, you know, it's a schedule. You have your lines the night before. It's a job. Right. As actors, you have to take care of yourself. You got to get your sleep. You can't waste your time talking to people. You're like, I got to go home. I got to eat dinner. I mm-hmm. got to learn my line. So it's much more of a, um, a regiment and a schedule, different kind of experience acting. And I did recur on a couple of shows. So that was like, I always wanted to try different. I, you know, you call me an actress, but I wanted to be able to do commercials, soap opera, theater, film, television, um, guest spots, um, movies, you know, uh, voiceover, fashion show. Like, I don't even know. Like, there's so many aspects to entertainment. Hand modeling. What? You know, you call yourself an entertainer or can you sing on stage? Can you dance? Can you do musicals, theater? Uh, so I like to challenge myself. That's kind of where I'm at. I and see, you know, it's like, do, so. and, you, and you, like I said, you, you do have one of those spaces where it's like you, the more and more you think about it, the more and more places where you think it may have seen you pop up, you know, it's like, and, uh, um, because I remember shows like, um, um, you know, we, Charles you know, we, yeah, Charles in Charge, right. You were like, a, what, a girlfriend or something in there, right? Yeah. Yep, Yo, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. And then um, I'm thinking like even like some dramatic, maybe like in private investigative stuff, you know, like maybe Magnum or Matlock. Right. Right. My, my favorite. Or Murder, yeah. Right. 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 And then, um, yeah. So, you know, that's really cool. And like I said, you must you can write a book almost just on that. You know what I mean? Like on all the. I did. <laughs> <laughs> what a segue. I'm a genius. <laughs> Honestly, so I put all these things together because I thought one day, who knows if I will remember anything, let alone if anyone else will remember. <laughs> I've got to put it down. Yeah. Before, so before I forget. Yeah, it's an amazing essay. Really, it is. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it's like Thanks. that. Th- I really appreciate your your acknowledgement and your, <laughs> your like, really, like, you, you get it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, somebody gets it that this is, that I've had a very unique and cool career yeah definitely and i think and it's obvious that you appreciate it you're not like you know bitter that you weren't like a bigger star you know i mean it's like it's you know it's like it's totally cool you know it's like and that you know that's something that you know i've had the exact same experience in radio you know i'm just guy did like a local show here and a little bit of this a little bit of that you know got a little bit of internet fame because i got a lot of downloads but really other than that you know it ain't crap you know so it's like but i don't care about that you know what i mean it's like the quality of the work is like the number one thing if, if I had gotten a publicist in the 80s and made my name so big, you know, um, right. I wouldn't have worked as much and I wouldn't have, um, look, you know, uh, I mean, I do understand, like, once you become a name, then people use their name. But I can still use my name. I mean, I can use my name for products. I could, I'm, my feeling is I just become more interesting because I'm giving out information as opposed to having everybody know everything about you and that there's nothing new to know. And you might, and you, 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 and you, you know what though? I like being lateral. I like, you know, big stars, they can't do like clay zombies. They can't. What a sad life if you can't do clay zombies. You know, you need some (laughs) career to be able to do all different kinds of things. And the the, the film I can't talk about, dramatic work. You're going to, you know, go roll, you know, so. 
But it's really fun watching people that I get to interview. You know, it's like, and, and if, if you know, if I if I never knew you from before, if I did, you know, it's like it's still cool to see somebody's career and where it goes from that point on. You know, it's like and it gives you a reason to follow them. It's kind of like when you're. That's kind of like when uh, Brady left uh, the Patriots. You know, we're still going to follow him over. You know. To the Buccaneers, and we'll watch them just because he's Brady. You know, I mean, it's That's just a like great example. That's absolutely right. You start learning about the person, you go, "Wait, now they're in my circle. I'm going to follow them. What are they doing?" Right. So exactly. People should follow me on social media, and I post different things in different places. I'll start. I will hook up with you on so social what media. I post on my Instagram is different than what I post on Twitter, so it's almost like. You gotta follow. <laughs> you follow right. Like, it's like a treasure. Hunt. I had a like, crush on her there? last American version. Um, but uh, my game. Twitter is Diane Franklin eighty, <laughs> no S, just eight O, and my Instagram is actress Diane Franklin, and um, I have a personal one that's Diane to be with you, D I A N E, to be with you. But um, that's more like I show stuff for my kids uh-huh. and my and my personal life. Right, so right, right. That's more like personal. But the acting stuff is like my actress Diane Franklin Instagram. I show more what's going to happen and, and maybe some nostalgia and pictures and things. And then, do, you, do, you, do you handle your own social media? Um, I have someone help me, but yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do check it, but I do have people who help right. me. So they, it, as well, right. because it's too much. I have 5,000. My It's not some ugly people. old guy answering my uh, email. I just no. want to make sure. <laughs> I get it. The only, I, no, no, exactly. Oh, you're hot. Okay, Mark. Yes. No, yeah. um, right. <laughs> um, I have someone who's, who helps me with like, you know, obviously, sometimes there's like peop- a little bit of problems sometimes, and mm-hmm. kind of helping me there. But, um, but I'm the one I see everything. And if you don't hear from me, it's because I didn't. Like, there's places you know how on your Instagram and your Facebook, right? There are places that are deep within. <laughs> you have to go <laughs> deep. Like you have to find the DM. You have to go direct the messages to click. Yeah, to yeah, I'm t- yeah, I'm terrible just, at that. It's just so deep that I don't check it like mess when people like message me that's the last place i go because there's so much else going on that i mean i i see mm-hmm. the comments and i'll do the comments you know I'll, I'll see them first but messages take me a while i don't often go to messaging all the time so sometimes people will contact me and it's like a month or two later and, like, and yet i know the social and the social media thing is an absolute monster i mean it's like it's like um you know, you say you have one person helping you. I actually had a radio show once. I, I built like an internet radio station for a corporation, and I had five people hired on that were just doing Facebook. You know, and I and I and I watched what that was about, and I was like, "Holy crap!" You know, it's like five people. I mean, it's like, and I only got like you know, t- you know, twenty thousand likes. Are you kidding me? You know, I mean, it's like it's a it's a, a unbelievable process that people don't understand. You know, to actually use it right. Yeah, I I try to respond as much personally because that because look, it's a moment in time. There'll be one day when I'll go, I'm done, that's it. I'm tired. There's no more. Right. And so I really try to like really give you know I I you know I want to connect with people and and let them know you know and maybe I'll make somebody's day like it. I, I've had some people where they've responded to me and I respond back something quick and you know it just makes their whole day. And I I know that cause my daughter she had a crush on them. Jermaine Clement, who's a celebrity, uh, he's from Flight of the Concords. I don't know if you're familiar. And you know, yes, okay, the the show that, uh, right? Yes, one of those guys, the actual two main guys. Business time, the song Business Time. 
They're like they seem kind of geeky, but okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that's that's a that's a that show is off the chain funny though. I love that oh show. God. You know. Oh my God, hilarious! And my daughter was 13 when she first, you know, we, we got a chance to meet Jermaine. It was out of control. Like, it was just, <laughs> she was like, she was like, take a picture. I'm like, oh my God, yes, I will. Um, but she was the one actually when I saw how her reaction was to meeting him. And how it affected her, hmm. um, so in such a positive way. I thought I got to That's what got me to be more in social media. Right. That's what my children got me back. I would not have gone to social media and done anything. I wouldn't have tried acting again if mm -hmm. it wasn't for my kids um, being interested in. And uh, my daughter was making films, and she made me to act in her things. And so that's what started me again acting. Right. Because otherwise, I would have just been like. Who's gonna remember me? No one. Who? Oh, what's happening? Nobody. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what else have you done? Have you done anything else other than acting? You know, like as a main thing. You know, and did you ever take some time off and just say, you know what, I'm done. I'm, ah, I'm not acting. I teach. Oh, really? I teach kids acting, and ah. the reason I teach kids is they are open and they are, um, they are full of positive energy, and I find that. Uh, Although I don't mind teaching, I do teach adults when they, you know, they need, occasionally, I mean, it's not like I don't teach adults, but I find that working with um, kids, and I, when I say kids, I'm like, you know, 21 and, you know, right, right. early 20s, but right. I work with like teenagers and middle schoolers and um, like, I just, my whole attitude is I want to help the next generation mm. so that these kids, and the, the great thing is, that audience doesn't know who I am. Kids will study with me, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, she's, she's here. They'll like me as a teacher, but they don't know who I am. Their parents will come in and go, oh, my God, your mom's Diane Franklin. Right, <laughs> right, right. And then you, yeah. Actors, they would look at me as my as an actress, and they wouldn't be hearing me. Like, right, right. It doesn't matter. I'm talking to you. So. Right. You're trying to teach them. You're trying to teach them more than acting. You're trying to teach them some life stuff, too. You know, yeah, it's like, like this is know, bigger than that. You know, it's like this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't look just because I've done acting work doesn't mean that they're going to be good. I need to have them listen to what I'm doing and, and teach them things. So I teach acting now and I actually got credentials, which is very cool. <laughs> thing. I'm going to share this with you. I at the time when I was younger, I went to NYU. And I never finished my degree because my acting career took off. And when you have an acting career, just like the music business, when it hits, you have to follow. It doesn't wait for you, okay? Right. Your moment in the sunshine of fame, you must go when it when it's someone's knocking at the door. So I followed that, but I so I didn't finish school. I did like a year and a half, and I was like, I I always wanted to finish school, but when I studied in school, I never majored in acting. I always majored in something that was other than it that I was interested in because the truth of acting is you have to be real. So you must be interested in real life. Like, so I was like a biochemistry major and then I switched to English. And so like you, you need to fill your brain with other things besides mm. what you know. Like I, I was acting the whole time and auditioning and I studied from people later on and, and trained, but I didn't do that in college. Right. So eventually, you're not going to believe this. I got my degree in 2017. <laughs> Bam. Wow. Well, 
list. That is cool. So, that is cool. You know, I had my family. I went to when I was raising my kids. I stopped acting to be with them, and then I would go to school at night, and I finished my degree, and then I got credentials. So my thing is like, why as adults do we stop filling the cup? Why do we say after college I am done learning? I am finished. <laughs> you know, right. Like, what? So why not have fun at any age? Take, you know, French, go and, you know, study about, you know, archaeology, you know, learn your passions. You know, I just think that that's really, that's makes your life so much more interesting and it makes you socialize. It's, it's just a great thing. So. Wow. So, yeah, I'm always full of surprises. I, I have many books in me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, amazing, absolute story. I mean, it's like I am just like, I mean, we've literally done like an hour and 21 minutes, and it seems like Sorry. it was about oh my God. Yeah, 10 like, minutes. Wait, how can we talk for a while? Well, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm lucky I, I have an open enough format that I can, you know, deal with that. In fact, I've been trying to switch kind of more toward, I don't know, you ever watch Joe Rogan? Um, yes. on the internet. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to go, in fact, my show, if you see where I advertise my show, I say, if you like the Joe Rogan experience, you will love, you know, the Eggman radio addiction. So I'm trying to kind of model it after that. And when I see him doing these two and three hour interviews, I hear people say, oh, but that's, you know, no one can do that. And I said, well, yeah, you can. When you actually do get into a nice, deep conversation with somebody, yeah. you can do a couple of hours open. And it's hard to do, though, that kind of stream of consciousness. A lot of people don't like to talk as much I do. <laughs> well, yeah, but you're but you're the excellent uh, person that I would need on the other end to make these things work, you know. So it's like it's almost like, and 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 it's with interviews, it's hit or miss. You can get people that interview excellent, or you get the one quick response answer. No, man, yeah. no, I don't want to do that, man. You know, yeah. and it's like, and then you're done, you know. And it's like, and there's yeah. nothing to talk about, you know. It's like, well, wait a minute, you're like so and so, you know. And but yeah, it's and that part of it. But you know, Joe Rogan's show. I'm just like, how many? You know, I just got like a hundred million dollar deal from like. Spotify, you know, to switch wow. his show over to there. And he, you know, he just bought a $17 million mansion in Texas and a new studio. And yeah, and all this is off of his freaking podcast. Not the fact that he's a comedian. He was very successful with that, you know, but, you know, he parlayed it into this thing. And basically, he's just sitting there doing a show like this, you know. Yeah. And, and I'm like, nah, how do I get my little piece of that action, you know? Yeah. Have you, you, I mean, how have you interviewed other people like in this format? Yes. Yes. No. 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 I do. Um, it depends on the interview. Like recently, I've been doing mostly some famous musician type uh, uh, stuff. So within that within that format, I try to keep it within an hour. You know, and I've I've always have like my my daily show is only a thirty minute show. And it's a fast-paced, what I call, version of what Joe Rogan does. And it's bam, 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 quick water cooler topics, me being an asshole, you know. <laughs> and, right, and, persona, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and go with that. And then, but, but then the other show is a reggae show where it's a kind of a longer-term show. So I've been doing some famous reggae artists. You know, I just did Maxi Priest. I have Robin Trower coming, you know, the great guitar oh, wow. player. You know, so it's like those things. So I'm trying to figure it all out, really. I mean, it's like this are is... You, so is this going to be one interview or are you going to split it up? Oh, God. You know, I don't know yet. I really don't. I mean, you got me on that. You have to tell people, and this is so, so, so sad, but I have to mention, okay, because of coronavirus, they had to cancel this event, but I used to go to this thing for every year, uh, it was supposed to be this year too, called 80s in the Sand. Mm -hmm. And I just have to bring this up because it is such a great event. And I think a lot of people who are listening to to my podcast, or I mean, I'm not po my podcast, my 
interview should check it out online because maybe next year they will they'll do it and okay. it is one of the coolest most fun experiences it's one of those things like if you attend and you love the 80s it might be one of the best things you've ever done in your entire life right it's a vacation where you go to and I think next time they're going to do it in Mexico week long 80s vacation at a hotel everything inclusive <laughs> love Mexico thing so that you know, obviously if you're, you drink then you know it's drink free whatever all the time but then what they do is and then you're surrounded also by everybody where at where at in mexico is it um i don't know cancun uh, maybe uh, uh, uh the dominican republic in punta cana last oh in the last few years, oh man but now it's going to be in mexico so i'm not sure where it is but it's i think it's across from um it's near Cozumel. Near okay, there. well, that's not far from like, uh, yeah, Cozumel's down, you know, out yeah. off the coast of the Yucatan Peninsula, who just got smashed with a hurricane today. Check out <laughs> do the details. So here's the thing: every what they did is they had uh, they have used bands come down, real ladies bands, like they had like the Motels, and then they had Sebastian Bach. And oh wow! Like, you know, um, uh, God, they had like, um, I mean, like names you're gonna flip out, like a flock of seagulls, and like <laughs> crazy, like great bands. And they play every. They have like three bands play every night, but the rooms are so. Um, it's like it would be like your high school cafeteria. Like they're not mm -hmm. like they're not huge, and it's standing room, so you could stand right at the stage. The whole thing's standing <laughs> with maybe you know there's some seats if you want, right. and there's like a bar there, and like if you want to drink, and you they do maybe every band plays for like an hour or something like that, and light show and like it's phenomenal. It's the most intimate, cool experience. <laughs> and then I, as a celebrity, go, and then so there's celebrity, 80 celebrities there, and. But it's very casual. Like everybody's right. like dressed in flip flops. And, yeah, you're just and, hanging out and being a celebrity. <laughs> and, and, and like the actors can come and like socialize with people uh -huh. while the event is going on. It is, and you're on the beach, and it's, it's cool, stunning, and beautiful, and so fun. And you will meet people who have gone to these events, met friends they will be friends with forever. So I was uh, able to go the first year. And I was like, I want to come back every year. And for me to say that, mm. saying something, because I've been everywhere, New Zealand, you know, <laughs> Australia, like, seriously, like, what a great experience. So, 80s in the sand, check it out. And All right, I, I will. recommend that for your audience. I might sound like an advertiser. They haven't asked me to say it, but I'm, I'm just sharing that because <laughs> it's so, I was so disappointed when I had to cancel this year, but, you know. Oh man, so many, so many people are, are have had their careers just absolutely, you know, shoved into the dirt. I mean, it's just like the entertainment industry has been hit so hard, and a lot of people don't know that. And it's not the big stars; they have plenty of money. You know, it's like it's the in betweeners out there, man. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's the gaffes. It's the people that work on the sets. It's the you know, I mean, it's just endless. I mean, the people that are so effective because that industry is shut down completely. They're not even, they're, yeah, they're not open at 20%, you know, or whatever. They're open at 0%. Well, yeah. Diane, it was super awesome, man. This was a great interview. I really appreciate you 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 know doing I'm this for me. Stamina. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed with yours too because you know we've been going a bit, and and it's the end of the day. I mean, it's like I, I know we're at a, a pretty wide space of time zone though, so it's still fairly early in the afternoon for you, right? Yes, it is. 
Well, you're lovely. Thank you so much mm -hmm. for inviting me and spinning and talking about things that I don't usually talk about, which is very fun. Cool. I'm glad that happened. That's exactly what my intention was. That's where I go with my interviews, and I love it. Thank you so much for calling, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again. Bye-bye. Good, and send me the link when you have it so I can share it with the people who follow me. I will definitely get it all to you right away. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Diane. Bye-bye. That wraps up another Eggman Radio Addiction. See ya.